welcome to the Spirit Podcast. And in first time in a long time, Chris has a dip in his mouth. Oh, dude, I haven't had a dip in you so have... long on this show. It's been forever. Well, it's not really a dip. It's we're sponsored by Redman, and uh, it comes a the lawsuit. Chew. It comes. Yeah, right. uh, it's almost like a top lipper slash cheeker. I'm gonna call it a cheeker. It's a pretty fatty. And if you don't recognize that voice, that is our good friend Aaron, who we've talked about on the show. We finally Many got times. him on. Yes, we, we talked about Aaron. Really? Yep. Pretty positive, mostly. Right? Mm. <laughs> 60-40. 60-40. 70-30. He came over to sh- help me with my bow and just shredded my entire bow game apart. Dude, your shot was on point. Dude, you're going to be it shooting It looked good. It just, I kept bugging. Before it's... you even know it. I bought the wrong bow. We'll you jumped the gun on the bow. Well. I did. Well, I just, I thought I could do. Here's a good rule of thumb, folks. Consult with an expert before you make a mar- major purchase. And John at Dick Sporting Goods was not that. <laughs> John at Dick okay, Sporting listen. Goods. Listen, anybody at Dick Sporting Goods. You're right. There's the so thing. You want to know something about the archery industry? Anybody at Dick's, Cabela's, Bass Pro, they don't know anything. Yeah, I'm getting that. They feeling. just signed. They just showed up to work, and the manager was like, "Randy, you're working in the archery division." Okay. <laughs> Shit. Here's a little pamphlet on how to set That's someone right. up with a bow. So they really don't know anything. And sure, it's just a stick and a string, but there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, so. there is a lot to go into. Yeah, how long have you been shooting for? Because I remember you started, but when was like, like a couple years now? Yeah. It. Um. I gave you. I think I gave you your first target. It was one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was teaching kiddos, yeah. and I had a bunch of targets exactly. at my house. Yeah. You. That's actually right. I think I have a picture on. My Instagram of that target because being destroyed. <laughs> yes, it did get destroyed quickly. Yeah, I got really obsessed with it when I was probably eighteen because mm-hmm. I think that's when I, I think nineteen is when I shot my first deer. So I spent a whole year just practicing, and I went through probably two or three targets, which Jeez. takes thousands and thousands of arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Because knowing you, you have the tendency to hop around hobbies a lot. It's true. But this one, you just like a hundred percent, you became obsessed with. Like I've never seen anything like. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. I kind of my thing is that I get into a lot. Like mm-hmm. I test the waters with some things, and then mm-hmm. once I find something that clicks, like I go all in. Yep. Yeah, especially yeah. with archery, because there's just so much that there's so much self involved. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not it's not just a hobby that's like oh, I go to the gym every once in a while and shoot hoops. No, it's like. I'm doing something completely wrong, and if I do really well at this, I could feed myself. Like, right, that's right. The main goal. Yeah, there's so many facets to it that I love. I mean, being outdoors is great. The hunting side of it is, I mean, that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole, you know, being able to go out into the woods and be out there when it's dark in the morning mm-hmm. and watch the woods wake up. That's something that 98 percent of human beings will never do. Yeah, unless they're doing it for the Instagram. Right, exactly. Yeah. And which which is like, okay, are you really doing it then? Mm-hmm. You know? To be out there no where offense, you have... No offense, Cam Haynes. <laughs> <laughs> or what's his name? Right, Adam yeah. Braintree. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something to to that side. But then, you know, archery is meditation. It is. Yes, it is. You 100%. know, especially when you get in a groove. You mm-hmm. know, when you find your flow, like any great athlete you know you watch a golfer who's just grooving you know they're just grooving or a baseball player they're doing bp in the you know before the game and they're just grooving same thing with archery i mean you find that groove Mm -hmm. that flow state exactly i mean if you find that it's one of the best feelings to be able to sit there and effortless effortlessly fling an arrow into a penny from 20 yards time after time i mean i love it yeah there are so many things about i like i mean 
that part of it's awesome. I get to do it with my friends. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's something we all share in common. It brought us very close together. It too. did. I mean, it took us together. to Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was honestly the best trip of my life, without a doubt. That yeah. was that was insane out there. So the but. folks listening, you know, me, Chris, Jack, who's been on the podcast before, my brother, we took a trip out of Utah to do this archery event that was on a mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was at Snowbird. Snowbird, so, Snowbird Ski Resort in Utah. Yes. That's where it was at. Yes. Wow. So imagine big, life-size, true-to-scale, very detailed foam animals Ugh. on the sides of cliffs. And you're standing there. It's very precarious because it's a mountain. Uh-huh. So you're standing there. You've got a target 80, 90 yards away, and you're just flinging arrows. Mm-hmm. And an arrow at 80, 90 yards, I mean, that goes, that's like 20, yeah. 25, 30 feet above the ground at its apex. Yeah. It's, it was one of the coolest things. Well, plus you're walking around the whole mountain with your boys and your bow, and you're literally looking at a view that you couldn't draw. Like that yeah. view, no. it looked like mm-hmm. like wa- like you look up nice views for wallpapers on screen tops, like screensavers. Whatever, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Like it was, I it's one of the best things ever. Like that sunset we saw when we were hiking up to that mountain. That that was your favorite. <laughs> that I died. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that was something I'll never yeah. forget. That was honestly one of the m- most amazing sights I've ever seen. Yeah, like, it's like, and then that's what's su- super cool about these little hobbies. As they can bring you and your friends closer together, which like you got me into the yeah. I bought your old. Bowl. Well, I got you into it. Mm-hmm. I got Aiden into it. Jack, he and I, um, are the same age in school. Mm-hmm. He hung around a lot of the kids that I hung around um, when we were in high school, but we never like met. And even if we did meet in high school, I doubt we would have hung out because yeah. we just didn't right. have anything in common. And then he and I met only like a year or two ago. Yeah, probably a year. Maybe a year and a half ago, because yeah, he came in to like work that. out with me at Poe, and uh, I think he had a Keep Hammering shirt on, or he had yeah, something, that was, yeah. something like that. I he had you. something. I'm like, dude, you know who Cameron Haynes is? <laughs> and no, one of my best friends I've ever had in yeah. my entire life, and it stemmed from having this hobby in common. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. I'm yeah, so yeah. grateful for it. Yeah, yeah. it those type of hobbies where you can seclude yourself, shut it all down. It's like fishing, archery, anything like that. It's just so just missed. Well, that's yeah. what we've had this conversation, Aaron and I, a bunch of times before. Hobbies are so, so important to have. Mm-hmm. Especially as a guy. Yeah. yeah. Especially as a guy because our brain is hardwired for the use of tools. Yeah. So if you're not, if you're not, if you don't have something tactile that you can kinesthetically touch and feel and change and manipulate, Go you're going to feel a little, mm-hmm. you're yeah. going to feel a little, yeah. You yeah, know? and it gets so it it gets monotonous. Like if you're a video gamer, it just gets monotonous because it's this. Because right. like you could say archery is the same thing over and over again. It's not. <laughs> it's like literally, I yeah. I would go out there and I would go like twelve for twelve in arrows. I'd, I hit the target every time. Then the next day I'd go like ten for twelve. What did right. I do different? What exactly. happened? Why is this different? What's today that wasn't yesterday? Right. You know where it's like if you play a video game, it's gonna be the same thing. There's gonna be an end goal. Like there's no end goal. Like, I mean, Cam Haynes practices every single day. Right. And he's like, I I want to be absolutely 100% the best. There's, what is it, a, a one, 10% uh, success rate for elk hunters? Yeah, for elk. Oh, gosh. 10% it's is what he said. That means that, 9 yeah. out of 10 people fail when they go. It's got to be lower. It's, I mean, that that right there. Yeah. The end goal like, of hunting is to, to kill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think, because um, you take a look at how much time you spend 
in a tree. Like for us, we're in the Midwest, so uh, whitetail hunting is the thing up here. Yeah. If I take a look at the time that me, my brother, my family spends in a tree and the amount of meat we actually put in our freezer, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like hundreds of hours Yeah. into finally having 60, 70 pounds of the best meat on earth. Right. Um, so yeah, the success rate is... It's it's a good lesson because you need yeah. to find success in something other than the end goal. You yeah. know, so like a successful hunt doesn't necessarily mean that I kill a deer. A successful hunt can be I got out to my stand quietly. I played the wind right. I didn't spook anything going out. I didn't spook anything while I was in the tree. I was able to sit for a long period of time because my um my clothing system worked well and I planned it out right mm-hmm. to where I was able to stay cool on the way in warm in the morning, cool down in the afternoon when the sun came up. There's a lot that goes into the clothing of it. Um, People don't realize I didn't that, even think of that. How yeah. much goes into it. There's a lot of planning that goes into a hunt. So a successful hunt, I mean, if I do all that stuff right and I don't get a deer, I still got to see a sunset. I right. still got to watch a woodpecker work on a tree for right. you know, 15, 20 minutes. I still <laughs> got to watch a couple coyotes run by. Yeah, that's you know, dope, yeah. And they had no clue I was there. Yeah. You know, so to be able to sit out in the woods and be a ghost, be a ghost. Totally. It's, uh, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's an analogy for life. You know, if you're grinding on your business, you know, okay, the end goal might be making six figures. Okay. But can you find success in something other than that while you're on the way to that? Right. You know, can you find success in figuring out your systems or getting better at X, Y, and Z or doing a better job at Mm-hmm. serving your clients or customers or whatever whatever it is you're into. And I think when I uh when I enjoy a uh hobby that is really mindful like like mm-hmm. archery. It's like I video game and archery. When I do archery, I find myself able to stop it and then when I oh shit, yeah, I have to do that. And then I'll go do it like for work. Uh, I forgot I had to go do something. It's like when I did that complete mental flush of this is what I'm going to focus on is archery right now for this 10, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, however long I'm going to practice. And then I stop, put the bow down. Everything comes back, and it makes I, – I remember things. Yes. You get this weird – like mm-hmm. when you do a mental dump, you're just like, everything's gone. I'm going to focus 100% on this hobby or this task that is outside of work. And you come back. You just get things back. Right. In a weird like filing system of like, hey, you forgot to do this, 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 this shit. Okay, go do That's that. That's a good point. It's really weird because yeah. I didn't think that was like a true – like you hear it on Joe Rogan. You hear it a bunch of people that, that talk about hobbies. You don't think it's true. You're like, yeah, you're, you, that shit's in your head. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you dump it out and you're just like, fuck it, it comes back and yeah. then you remember it. It's That's really weird. a really good observation, especially because you're so early in it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, just what, just whatever. Anything that just makes you dump. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. Well, Something think- where you can focus 100% on just yeah. that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and that's coming back to why I think hobbies are so flipping important because it takes you out of everything else that's going on in your life. And you have a flipping bow in your hand or you have a weight in your hand or mm-hmm. you're playing a baseball game or you're playing video games or whatever it is. You have to be truly in that moment at that time. Right. Because if your mind is anywhere else, shit's going to get messed up in that hobby. Right. I mean, that's why we put our phones down do. when we do this. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we don't we don't want to be distracted in like a conversation that's happening. Right. I mean, that's what he and I talk about all the time. It's like, how often do you get together with your friends, in this case, three, right. and just bullshit? Yeah, and no, actually talk without while, someone yeah. going, hey, did you see this thing on Twitter? Exactly. You know mm-hmm. Like, we'll talk about current events, 
but that's not what we're here to talk about. Right. You know, it's just shooting the shit, and yeah. not a lot of people do that on a consistent basis. Having real conversations. Yeah. Once yeah. a week, Chris and I have a real conversation. It happened this Where past we just weekend. laugh or just get pissed off. It's so fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is nice. Well, I was saying that that happened this past weekend, like, you saying that made me think of it. We were at brunch, Sunday brunch after mass. And Chris thinks brunch is overrated. No, I do not. Oh, I do. Sorry. Unpopular opinion section. I was going to say, I was like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I think it's it's overrated. And I stand by it. Go ahead. (laughs) And the regular flow of banter and jokes and just, I think it was probably five or six of us. It was six of us. You know, just interacting as a small little group of friends would be Mm -hmm. interrupted by someone. Hey, did you see this Mm -hmm. on my phone? Or did you see this video? Or did you see that vine? And it was such a, such an abrupt end to some conversation that was going on. Right. For such a cheap laugh. Yeah, because now you're now the next value. person wants to top it. Right. What did I see that was really funny mm-hmm. on Instagram? And then you're like looking and shit. That's yes. a good point. That's yeah. a really really good. Because now what? Now you're looking at funny things on your phone to share with people. No, you say something funny. God damn it, <laughs> right. say something funny. Like yeah. it's it's just... almost going back to like when you're having a conversation about with someone and they're wanting to tell you about what they went through during that day. You mm-hmm. know, right? And then you, you're talking to that person what you went through. And then they're trying to tell you what right. they went through, <laughs> just so okay. you know. Hey, my day was a little harder. Yeah, okay. Hey, I Put went through a little away. too much shit. <laughs> Not pissing contest. Yeah, it's yeah. like fuck. Right. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, that happens but way too often. That's why I like podcasting so much, dude. It's like it's so rare that you actually sit down and have a conversation, one with your friends, and one who you actually see. Like, you can actually learn something too, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why I love this podcasting shit because it's becoming so popular nowadays mm-hmm. conversations are yeah it's so that weird, weird that simple conversations are popular now. shit you did with your like yeah. your parents did on a regular like can you imagine a <laughs> what a weird society we live exactly. in we're like dude you know how great it is to talk to people exactly they just talk three hours yeah. what can you imagine if com- like <laughs> podcast podcasting is out for like 50 years now yeah how much like conversations we've missed on or like Dude. how many good conversations yeah. just happened and we have no idea what just the fuck imagine if Abraham Lincoln had a podcast fucking A oh right oh my gosh dude so <laughs> like, you know today I think I'm gonna end slavery whoa <laughs> this guy is radical <laughs> here's my unpopular opinion <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> slavery needs to end Abe whoa yeah, yeah that, that shit that is, it's sad though cause I see so it cause I work with kids sometimes and yeah. you guys have mm. for a um. while you guys see that Basic conversational skills mm-hmm. are dying. Lived yeah. out the window. It's becoming, which is a good thing for us, and because we have these skills, mm-hmm. right? It makes us more valuable in the marketplace. Yeah. Right. Because if you go to a company, and you're able to shake a hand, you're able to make eye contact and keep eye contact, and you're able to be personable and pick up on social cues, that's something that not a lot of people are able to do nowadays. Right. Right. It's horrifying. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, my kids are gonna have to grow up in this. Your kids are. Yeah. Your kids are. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to grow up in this culture of zombie kids. I'm putting mine in like a cabin in the woods. That's what we should do. Honestly. Well, it's almost. Honestly. You ever hear the the term where there's feelers and then there's thinkers? Yeah. Where like feelers can sit in a room with a bunch of people they don't know, and they can tell who's having a bad day, who's having a good day. Read their thoughts, you know, not read the read their body actions, I should right. say, and you know. But thinkers, you know, there's not saying there's anything bad with thinkers. 
you know, but thinkers, they think, I think more towards themselves, you know, they're not going to realize, like my dad, 100%, I love him to death, but he's a thinker, mm-hmm. you know, like we'll go out to dinner and, you know, a waitress will come up, a waiter will come up or whatever, and they're having the most shitty day. And, and like, they'll, he'll, they'll get our drinks. And they're a waiter whatever. at Red Robin. Yeah. They're mm. probably having a terrible day. Right, <laughs> right yeah. But it's like, they'll order our drinks. 80-20, probably. <laughs> yeah. They'll order <laughs> our hard. drinks, you know, we'll order our drinks, and then they'll walk away. And I'm like, holy shit, that dude's having an awful day. You know? And my dad's like, really? <laughs> like, really? I'm like, yo, like, you're probably crying in the back right now. It's like, He's crying on your fries, Dad. <laughs> He's For crying sure. Your fries. But do you think that, like, since this technology is becoming so big, like mm. the it's kids a- are so involved with technology and they have everything they right. want in their hands at that time. Being you, they super don't smart, have to think anymore. Right. Being super smart and being able to be super smart has made us really dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made us really dumb. Cause, like, I think, think about, people like, are lacking in the empathy. If you wanted yeah. to know how to condition, if you wanted to learn how to like diagnose yourself or how to like, diagnose someone or be able to communicate with someone you had to read an entire book mm-hmm. now all i have to do is google why is my best friend mad at me and i'll just oh, give gosh. you a list yeah. buzzfeed's gonna give you a list, list. Yeah, buzzfeed's exactly. gonna give you a list about maybe you're transphobic <laughs> and it's gonna tell you step by step how you did something to your friend when mm-hmm. you, it's like no when you you have to have a journey with someone right you got to be able to feel and talk and empathize and that's just well thing well thing that comes with empathy you you got to become vulnerable in a sense yeah you know and i think that's what people i don't think and i think i think people are so conditioned to be like okay vulnerability showing who i really am as a man yeah is i can't do that Mm -hmm. because i think maybe the core of it is social media yeah because Mm -hmm. i go on my instagram and i see all of these people i went to high school with or whatever living it's just the highlights of their life, mm-hmm. right. right? So I think, oh my gosh, my life's got to match up to that. Mm-hmm. So right. if you have kids at this, I mean, if you look at psychology, the formative ages, um, 15, 14 to 15, once you're in that puberty range, um, your psychology is altered, and that's pretty much sets the sets the psychology you're going to have, the limiting mm-hmm. beliefs, the positive beliefs, whatever it is, mm-hmm. are set in that puberty age. So you take a look at most kids in puberty today. What are they doing? They're on Snapchat and Instagram a lot. Yeah. I mean, the, you on your phone, you've got this app that can tell you how much time you spend on your phone. I like to think that I don't go on my phone that much. Mm-hmm. It was three hours a day. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. I did it. My mom looked at it. Your day. Six hours Holy for cow. my mom. You know, so if my mom who has, if my, yeah, right. If my mom who has eight kids is spending six hours a day uh-huh. on her phone cumulatively, mm-hmm. how much are these kids? Oh my god! In high school, spending on their phone. The kids that have the battery eight, packs as cases. Nine, ten mm-hmm. hours a day on Instagram. So they're yeah. seeing the highlights of people's lives. Yeah. For ten hours a day, that's gonna alter their subconscious to a point where I have to be perfect. Otherwise. Yeah. People aren't gonna like me. People, I'm not gonna be loved. You got people on Instagram, these these super Instagram accounts that, if they don't get a certain amount of likes within a certain amount of time, they take it down. Dude, yeah. they just like take it down. It's not and even. Restart. It's not even the big ones anymore. It's not yeah. even the big mm-hmm. ones anymore. You take a look at most high school kids. If I don't get a like every minute for an hour, they gotta take Whoa. it down. Oh my god! It's the know. truth. I don't get a like for a couple of days. <laughs> so do you think <laughs> it's like a ghost town. it? Comes you need more back puppies and babies in your picture. With you get a lot more. this technology thing and parents being on their phones 
a lot, and then they have a kid. I just do you think it comes back, and that's why the kids acting up so much because they don't feel the true attention. Oh yeah, they're needing oh my to gosh, have that goes back well, to when millennial. You, when you just like, when you can give a kid electronic screen and they're quiet, what? Well, that's why the baby wouldn't center. you pick it? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, th- th- I I get the idea. Like, why would I want to try to parent? When I can give them an iPad, they can watch whatever YouTube video they want. Right. And like my niece can look at her, look at my phone, and recognize a Disney character she likes and pick the video. She's two. Pick yeah. the video. Go, oh, right. Belle, and pick it and mm-hmm. watch it and listen to the song. Yes. She's two. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. But that's not a babysitter. Like, e- right. It, well, what's what's easier? That's one of the best things about JJ and Laura is that, um, you know, when they come in to work out with me, they don't just. Mm-hmm. Sit Thea there and give her an iPad. Like, here, shut up for a couple minutes. I'm going to do this. Right. They don't do that. No. They let her interact with me and they, you know, they say, okay, being entertained doesn't have to be a constant thing. Right. Learn to entertain yourself. Right. Which a lot of parents nowadays don't do. Right. Which, oh my gosh, this is going to be a tangent. Um, turn up the volume. Yeah, turn up. Um, a lot of parents nowadays, you take a look at the average age folks are having kids. It's about it's higher, 30 it? or so. Yeah. 30 is about the average age folks are having kids mm-hmm. nowadays. So you take a look at where you're at when you're 30 years old. You're pretty balls deep in your career. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? And you're at, a, at if you've lived from the time you were 18, you go out of your house to go to college. So you have 18 to 30. So 12 years of me time. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be very hard. To switch that around mm-hmm. to not me time, to making your life about somebody else. Yeah. So yeah. you have these folks who are starting to have kids when they're 30. They're not giving them the attention they need. Their patience is mm-hmm. – they have a lower level of patience because they're so set in their ways of I got this thing to do. I got that thing to do. My life has been about me mm-hmm. yeah. for so long. Why do you think that is, is that the age of marriage has gone up considerably? I think it's because of – I think it's because of dating apps, and the the the, the mm. face of dating has completely changed. Well, it's, like, it seems yeah. more forced nowadays. Look at me and you; we're roughly the same age. I'm a little older, right? Yeah. We're You're what? I'm 25. I'm 22. Yeah. Exactly. You're married and have been for a year almost. Yeah, about nine nine months, eight months. She won't listen, like so you can mess it up. <laughs> um, so yeah, nine months. You've already been married nine months. We're in the in our mid 20s. Gonna get. You're already married. I'm gonna get married. Right. Why is that? Yeah. I Why think... are we following the trend that our parents did? My dad was married at 24. Right. My dad was a... married at 26. My and mom he... was married. Yeah. At... No, he had me at 26. He was married at 24. Right. My mom was married at like 22. And they had a wow. kid at yes. 27, 26. Yeah, my whatever. dad was 26. Exactly. Yeah. And same with my dad. Mm-hmm. Why is our, our, I think our trend is because people just always want to look for the next best thing. Right. And with dating apps, Tinder, whatever you want, no offense, Chris. What, <laughs> I haven't had it in a while. It's a, it's a different ballgame. It's fine, dude. Um, but, like, you look at this dating apps, ah, some other person's going to be there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, th- I can't yeah. make this work. I don't want to learn to bend or learn or change myself. Uh, some, someone else is going to be out there. Yeah. I think what it boils down to is for guys. I'm not going to speak for girls because I've never been a girl. We do that a lot. Women are not objects. <laughs> That's true. Um,. For guys, it comes down to maturity. Yeah. Okay, so what does it what does it mean to be a man? Right? And 
this is a question that all guys have. And you need to find an answer to that because you're going to flounder until you find an answer to that. You're going to be unsettled because everybody, every guy wants to be a man. I don't know any guy who's like, no, I just want to be a kid forever. Right. Any, any respectable guy. Right. You know? Talk about fuck boys. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, okay, what does it mean to be a man? It means you're responsible. It means you are willing to do the things that are arduous because mm-hmm. you know that they need to be done. Right. It's about gaining competency. It's about having power, not mm-hmm. worldly power. Right. Not meaning like, oh, I'm the top dog. It means you have power over yourself. If I want to do something, I'm going to do that. Right. Right. Confidence comes from that. Mm-hmm. Right. So you take a look at most guys. What Do they develop competency? responsibility, the willingness to pursue the arduous, even if it sucks, when they're 25? Fuck no. No. They don't develop that that until 30, Mm -hmm. right? Until they're like, okay, I need to settle down because they feel this gaping hole of not having a committed relationship, all that jazz. So that's what I'm going to try to do with my kids is say, hey, from the get, Mm -hmm. we need to establish what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. And we're going to we're going to do things that lead to you becoming a man because it's going to lead to a more satisfying life. I mean, I'm right. 22 years old and I'm married and have a business and all that jazz. Right. And I, I feel very fulfilled in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Not because I drive a really nice car, not because I live in the nicest house or whatever. Right. Not because of material things, but because I feel secure as a man. The, ve- the things that are very important. Right. So right. this so this conversation kind of reminds me of this quote I ran uh, ran into on Instagram uh, the other day, and it's by Jordan Peterson, and it's it's a luxury to pursue that makes you happy, but it's a moral obligation to pursue what you find meaningful. Yeah. Yes. And I think that is along the lines of this conversation, but I think that's something that's missing in a lot a lot of people's lives. Yeah. I love what Kevin Hart said on Joe Rogan. He's like, my mom made me see it through. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I started baseball. Yep. Ma, I don't like baseball. Mm-hmm. They're not. Finish the season. Yes. Dude. Finish the season. Right. I don't like football. Finish the yeah. season. Right. Okay. That's what I love about, and I'm so lucky because all of our parents did that. When we were young, they forced us into a hobby. Yeah. You know, which is like. They made it's us like, serious about Exactly. It. Which is weird mm-hmm. to say, you know, like, oh, you shouldn't force your kids to do anything. But that. Yes, you that, should. <laughs> having, that's, parent, that's your bro. job. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, having them force us into that hobby, it taught us dedication. Yes. It taught us consistency. It taught us to learn how, the process of how to get better with mm-hmm. anything that you do. Even when yeah. your hands are bleeding. Mm-hmm. From hitting so much. Exactly. I mean, that, that's what Chris and I did. We were baseball players. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when your hands are legitimately bleeding through your batting gloves and mm-hmm. you're 12 years old, I mean, like, well, I've got Get it. 10 more, or i got one more bucket of balls that I need to hit. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you do it. Yeah. Not because you need to, but because, hey, that I understand that this is what is going to make me who I am. Well, it's the simple things that I think – what I'm so glad that my dad did was we had this conversation before on the mm-hmm. podcast of those little things like waking me up early to shovel the snow, mm-hmm. waking me up early to do yard work, yeah, waking me up early to help him pack boxes, any simple thing like that. And I didn't want to whatsoever. Right. And my brother and I didn't want to whatsoever. But me looking back on those little things, it taught me so fucking much right. on what 
one being a man is right right talking about being a man but sorry i had to spit um switch sides well i've been switching sides i go back and forth (laughs) i can't even Uh, don't do that anymore no they don't they don't force their kids to do anything i think it goes back to the uh Participation awards. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to win to win. <laughs> you have to work hard to be a winner. Yeah. And I think Weird. even deeper than that, parents are so, especially our parents' generation, um, they're so hyper worried about being their kid's best friend. Yeah. That they stop being a parent. I've said it on the podcast. This one kid, I tried to get a kid to wear a jacket outside. It was like. 10 degrees. I tried to get him to wear a jacket outside. wouldn't do it, so I, like, forced him to wear a jacket. Next day, Dad and I have a conversation about the jacket problem. He goes, you know, with, with him, we just learned to pick our battles. I'm like, dude, my parents are undefeated. <laughs> right, yeah. There's no battle they haven't won. My parents are undefeated. They're Great Britain in the 1700s, right. bro. They don't lose. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I just looked at him mystified. I'm like, it's a jacket. It's 10 degrees outside. Your son's going to get hypothermia. What are you talking right. about? But that's what it is. That's what it is. They don't want to have the fight because they're fucking old and they're yeah. tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they're kids forty-five. Eight, their parents are forty-five. Dude, I'm like, I've, yes. What? I've, I've got clients. I got. I had this one client. He was, pro, mm, well into his fifties, and he had new kids, Aye. like Aye. toddlers. Oh boy. And it's like there is no way on God's green earth you have the patience, energy. And energy. Time. And time. On this earth. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. To be a disciplinarian. No. By that time, you're like, when you're, you're getting 60, ready for retirement. You're not, you're not the one who's 10 at 60. Yes. You're not, you're not going to have the energy to battle a three-year-old's. Wins. You're right. Yeah, exactly. The craziness that a right. three-year-old wants to do. Well, exactly. do you think that kind of social media is playing a idea. social media is playing a huge role in parenting because they're seeing Jenny across the street doing all these great things that her mother is posting on Facebook, and you know, and it's almost like they're afraid of their kids making mistakes. I think what it is is like you have old parents, so you have the thirty-year-olds who are just who just got married and now they're thirty-two and have kids. Like you said, at that point, you're you. Right. Man. You're you. Like, you're not going to change. No. And I think that's the problem is, like, when you get married so, like, older, right. you're you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when, you, when you're taking on another you, you can't be I would love to see the divorce you. rate of people who get married into it's their It's above 30s. 50%. It's got to be. Anywhere you get married. It's got to be. And I think it has a large part to do with social media, the accessibility to be in uh uh, for infidelity, Snapchat, Instagram, all that shit. It's the access to That's be... That's true, porn. Exactly. You have so much access to be unfaithful. Right. And you're getting married older. And let's think you about it. What are you doing change? your entire 18 to 30? What are you doing? Running through girls. Running through girls. Running through them. <laughs> oh, it does. oh, sex before marriage doesn't mean anything. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah really? It, it, it because, doesn't hardwire your yeah, brain? Exactly. Bullshit. Take a look at any psychologist ever. They're going to yeah. say, yeah, that's not going to be good for you in the long run because it's going to make it a lot harder to have eyes for only your wife. Yep. Well, do you think it's another thing that these like these parents are older and they're having their kids and these parents really don't have a goal for them themselves? So their oh, yeah. kids are watching, they're growing up and they're watching their parents with no desire to learn mm. and be better that's a good point you yeah. know like they're yeah. growing up they're an eight-year-old they're watching their dad grow up and he has really no goals 
Right. So what's going to make that kid want to have goals and want to desire Or he's something? made it already. Mm-hmm. He's made it already. No, like he's just maintaining. Exactly. Like if, yeah. I think if you if you have a BMW, your kids are screwed. <laughs> oh, no, that's 100% true. We don't condone well, that. Well, like, Joe Rogan is, has this talk before yeah. because he says every interesting... Joe Rogan drives a Tesla. <laughs> well, well yeah. here's what I'm saying is that if you've made it mm-hmm. and you're no longer working for a goal, if you're no longer yeah. working on yourself to progress, your kids don't have that example of seeing, hey, this is yeah, my cool. dad trying to progress. Yeah. This is my dad grinding. This mm-hmm. is my dad working hard. Right, this is my dad right. making something of himself. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they see... As they grow up, they see, um, it, for all intents and purposes, from my point of view, it looks like he's always had this. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's I think that can develop complacency sometimes. When you grow up in a house that's always had it, mm-hmm. you get kind of complacent when you're a kid. Like, oh, I don't need to figure out all my shit. My dad's got it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. Right. Because mm-hmm. like, it's tough. It's a fine line that you have to walk. If you're a su- moderately successful person and you have children, it's a fine line you have to walk for your parenting mm-hmm. style. Yes. Like, oh, uh, like uh, the friends we have who live across the street from me. Yes. Great example. They did a great good job at it. Loaded. But their kids don't get an allowance. Mm-mm. They have to work. They wanted something. Okay, go buy it. Right. Figure go out how to make get the money. money. And exactly. Do it. That's that's fantastic. Exactly. But dad, but dad, what? <laughs> this is mine. Like you get to live here, cool. But yeah. this is mine, and exactly. you know what I'm saying that's exactly what. And you, you don't need get to live do. here forever either. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, they. I think it's. They see. They don't want almost their kid to have to experience and go through the same exact thing that they went through to get what they want. Right, and that's, that's what I'm saying. That's that fine right. line. You know, I don't right. want my kid going to shit school if I don't have to put him there. But right. at the same time, you're waking up at 7 a.m. to do chores with me in yeah. the yard. Like, right. we'll figure some shit out for you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were homeschooled. Yeah. So yep. we didn't have a bad ho- school to go to. Yeah. But bet your ass on weekends when my dad was here, we're doing yard work. We're mm-hmm. moving bushes. We're moving yeah. this. Mom wants to garage clean. Clean the toilets. That kind of thing. Every right. weekend. Which develops piety. You know, yeah. the... the ability to submit to authority you want to say nothing humbles you more than when your dad asks you to get a wrench from the tool bin and you can't get it because <laughs> you can't find it and then he just walks in opens the drawer picks it out you're like mother mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. you just have to walk back that shameful walk to him i can't right. find it so yeah. do you think that parents okay let's say a daughter Right. Do you think a daughter can look up to her father the same Absolutely. way that she can to her mother? Absolutely. Mm. I think it's I think different. You should, I, well, yeah, it is different. The role of the father and the role of the mother, and this might be my unpopular opinion. There you go. Not in this group. It's in ahead. it's in our nature to have different strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Right. Mothers tend to be more empathetic. Fathers tend to be more. Mm, Suck it up. Let's move on and let's do this kind Mm -hmm. of thing, which if you and you see this, I mean, if you grow up in a household that only has a mother, you're going to have some issues. If you grow up in a household that only has a father, you're going to have some issues. Um, So it's it's the juxtaposition of the father and the mother Mm -hmm. and the daughter or son should look up to both, but for different things. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, they see, okay, my mother is a very strong woman. Right. She's able to lead a very, very good house and a good life. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, the things that are in a mom's nature. And my father is a strong man and he provides and things along right. those lines. So they look up to him for different reasons and they're both critical to developing a whole person. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you're a girl looking, and this is what I heard in like adolescent psychology, so what the fuck do I know? Um, but like when you're a girl, you need a dad who's strong because theoretically that's your first intimate relationship with a man. Right. Is your father. And when you're a boy, your first intimate relationship is your mother. So you need a strong mother as a boy to know what to look for in a woman that you would potentially want to marry. Right. I will hands down right now tell you, my fiance is my mother. Dude, my wife is my mother. And it's scary. <laughs> right, yeah. Because like sometimes something will be said and I have to turn around and go, who said that? Yes. And I don't know who said And, you know, I mean, I'm kind of like her dad. We're right. both kind of loud or brash or don't really give a shit <laughs> who we say things to um but yeah when you're a girl you gotta look up to your dad because you want a dad who's strong gives you a good role model of what a man should be so then when you go out and date you don't date a loser right because you know like oh my dad didn't have his shit together so i'm gonna date ronnie who has you know gauges in his ear and tattoos <laughs> on his face and i'm gonna think that's gonna work out right you know you can't it, it's weird that that's seen as like sexist exactly yes. that's literally it's the not. point i was going to <laughs> right. bring it's up, like dude. sorry girls sorry yeah. boys it yeah matters like that know? whole thing where like a father sh- should be providing for their family that's like yeah. sexist now yes like you can't yeah. say we, that anymore have, yeah. okay fine have dual income cool whatever but the dad needs to be like he needs, needs to be the balls, leader. he needs to be the leader of the house exactly that's right that's and it's why do you think this might be getting into deep waters. Let's dive, bro. <laughs> Let's dive right in there. Jump off that diving Let's board. Let's lose our YouTube subscription. <laughs> Let's go. Why do you think women have an inferiority complex to where they Ooh. need to be the man of man. their house? I don't know. Why? I don't know. I think social media is playing Guys don't want to be the woman of the house? No. Why do girls want to be the man of the house? I think just the women's right movement went so far <laughs> that now it's just kind of like, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, now it seems like who's the leader of the house? Here's yeah. maybe this idea. You look at pop culture, you look at TVs, you look at movies, you look at what's portrayed as successful, and it ultimately comes down to financial. Yeah, it does, right? yeah. So if a woman feels like she can't get that, how how can she be successful? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's the people don't want to find meaning, meaning in... Uh, a household like my mom stayed home and took care of a house yes you know what i'm saying there's As a great quote mine. there was a great quote from like a philosopher that was like women are extraordinary creatures you get and it, it sounds sexist but it's really wonderful it's like you give them groceries they make a meal <laughs> you give them a house they make a home right. you give them children they make adults right you get you know, you give them sperm they make a child <laughs> it's like they're they're amazing creatures, and why are we demeaning it to just financial gain? Right. Give them a budget, they make, you know, whatever. It's like, what's wrong with that? I don't think you find any women that are happier than good Catholic women. Possibly. I don't think you do. I don't Because they understand what it is. To be a mom. To be happy. Right. To be joyful. Which like, is, I mean, what it's is so bizarre. role and purpose in life? It's so bizarre. Like, I just don't, I see it as like, there's something in this world that I will never be able to do. And that's carry a child 
to term, mm-hmm. deliver it, then feed it from my body with the ultimate substance for two years, three years, whatever. And be the one he or she runs to when he gets a scrape on his knee. Right, like that's... Because if a kid runs to me with a scrape on his knee, like, fucking suck it up, yeah, in it. Like, Yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? Right. Like, go, go go that way. I don't know what you want <laughs> yeah. to but Stop like, crying. Why is that such a bad thing? Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't ever do that. It's really sad. I can never do that. And it, they're still like, they still yeah. think that they're below us. Yeah. What are you talking about? You made all of us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Everyone here is because of you. Right. And your species. Congratulations. Yes. You win. You win. Yeah. I don't know. But what? now that's like seen as like, ah, oh, it's sexist. Oh my gosh, but I'm only is. a baby factory. No, you're a human race factory. Like you make life. Right. So one thing is like talking about joyfulness and happiness. Correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but you always, when I always come to you for advice, you're always about chasing not happiness, but being joyful. Right. And why is that along those lines of that? Right. So... This is the psychology of it. Joy comes from some deep-seated sense of well-being mm-hmm. that isn't affected by current circumstances. Oh, nice. Whereas happiness is greatly affected due to current circumstances. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. you think happiness is more of a luxury? Happiness, you can find happiness in little things, right? A mm-hmm. hippie can be happy. Um, in little things, mm-hmm. right? Um, someone who doesn't have much can be happy, right? But that that sense of joy or well-being, um, that's deep-seated, that even when you're going through struggles and hardships, which happens because it's life and they're, it's part of the game. Even when you're having hard times with things, you still have a deep level of joy about things. Mm-hmm. That's that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And happiness Joy. is such a it's such a thrown out there term. You know, it's almost like the term balance. Oh it's my gosh. it's it's such a balance. It's I think it's thrown out there easier than obviously it is to obtain. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it has so much to do with the mindset you bring to stuff that one you cannot control. Yeah. You know, having like that my favorite one of my favorite quotes by J- Jordan Peterson is a surfer never tries to control the wave that right. he or she is riding. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing that I love to the perspective I love to bring with the kids I'm working with, you know, because it's hard for me to actually hit them with like psychology, you know, and like <laughs> oh, philosophy, you yeah. know. But one thing I always try to portray is anything that's going on around you, you can choose how to react to that mm-hmm. those things right. right but you can never choose on what's going to hit you in that moment right. because you have no control of anything other than yourself and nothing than the things around you right. you right. know and a man and a girl is only as happy as what they let their mind be yeah you right. know happiness comes from a state of mind you know because whatever the fuck is happening around you and your perspective that you choose to see it. Right. You know? Mm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I just see like like what you said. I think joy I think joyfulness is harder to take away. Where happiness is just like a fleeting thing where it's like, yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, we're Catholic, me and you, so we have the, the examples of the saints. Yeah. Right? You take a look at 
um, folks like Saint Maximilian Kobe, oh, for God. example. Yeah. Um, he was in Auschwitz during World War II. Obviously, not a good place to be. No. But if you ask anyone around him, he was deeply joyful. Mm-hmm. Why was he joyful? Well, that's because deep-seated convictions that he had, and a sense of purpose and things like that. He might not have been too happy. Right. He might not have been walking around clicking his heels. Right. He might not have been walking around whistling. Right. But deep down, he was joyful. Mm-hmm. And that came through in every encounter he had with folks. Right. It's not about being that, and I think we know this, it's not about being that person who always has a smile on your face. Right. Fuck that person. That <laughs> yeah, smile is fake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see right through it. You know, you have those people who are really into... um whatever they're into, some sort of new age psychology, mm-hmm. r- pseudo-religion. Being thing. woke. Yeah, being woke, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To where they think that, oh, if I just if I just smile all the time, then that means I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, no. Psychotic. <laughs> no. Yeah. That, it doesn't mean that. In fact, you lying to yourself causes depression. Yeah. 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 So you're putting a band-aid on a bullet hole there at right. that point. And yeah, I mean we got in a discussion about weed and that being the case too, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, guys. Well, I think I it, <laughs> a lot of it comes down to morals. You know, yeah. this is why I respect Aaron your dad so much cuz that dude has so much fucking shit going on on his shoulders. Right. You know, but he has what he wants to pursue. And his greater purpose on what he wants to achieve and why. He wants to achieve this for his family. Mm -hmm. And he almost sacrificed himself and died for his family, (laughs) in a sense. Right. You know? I mean, that's what it is to be a man, Mm -hmm. to die to yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. I said that on the show, what, three weeks ago? Really? (laughs) Well, I mean, that's like with with this job. Yeah. I hate it. (laughs) But my fiance loves her job. Mm -hmm. And I do, well, I'll make this money give her right. a great experience right. whatever right it's part whatever. of being a man whatever. go out to the field toil yep and thorns Solid. Yep. and sweat <laughs> yep because that's what being a man is i think one of the worst things ever is telling kids that hey find something you're passionate about and go make money at that yeah i think it's yeah. horrendous i think i mean it's a coin flip with that yeah, yeah it's a coin flip like mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be i mean you can put your mind to anything and be successful sure but i mean be stable right it's, it's nice to chase your dreams sometimes but also realize when the dream is starting to interfere with reality <laughs> and where you're at you know right well i think it's it's a really good thing. especially when you have people relying on you real quick mm-hmm. yeah, yeah if no you have people do. if you if you're a single dude who doesn't have anybody relying on you then fine go take those risks. dj or yeah. whatever your mm-hmm. fucking thing is go be in a band whatever you want to do mm-hmm. make it but as soon as you have someone relying on you, then it's okay. I need to buckle down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to provide. Yeah. The, I, the idea of a man pursuing his dream to the point where the people who, re, who rely on him have to pick up his slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, no, it's tough. Do you think there's a certain time span that... It is allowed to do so. I well, like I was, I, what he said. I think when it comes down to like, 
I'm in an age and a point in my life where I don't have anyone depending on me but me. Mm-hmm. All right, let's let's take those risks. Let's throw the dice. Let's see what goes on. Mm-hmm. Let's try and chase that dream. But then it's the moment where it's like, oh, now I have a wife, kids, yeah. or maybe my parents got sick and I need to be there. Now let's start right. thinking in reality, what can I do to start being stable? Right. And I think that comes to my whole thought about chasing this whole quote-unquote bodybuilding thing mm-hmm. is because nobody is really relying – on me in a sense mm-hmm. everything that's other than me to get here every week exactly. <laughs> everything that's relying on me my car payment you know the little <laughs> things i have i get those done right you know and then right now i'm able to focus on what makes me happy right what? you know but i know that's not always going to be the fucking case exactly and i'm willing to be able to accept that mm-hmm. and right now that's why i'm taking this so seriously and wanting to push this so far because I know this isn't long-term. Right. I know I'm not going to be in the situation where I'm able to chase this dream of mine mm-hmm. years down the road when I have a family and Being something to... Being on prep to... with a kid probably would suck Exactly, dude. It's, 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 not, it's not a thing. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You literally can't. And right. I'm lucky I have friends that are able to support. I'm lucky I have parents that right. support it. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's time and place. Right. Yeah. You know? it's And I, I think that comes back to everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. but uh, you're not gonna feed your kid what you're eating on prep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think they take your kid away. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it's just not a solid. I, 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 there would be no. That's not sustainable. Timmy, what did you have for dinner? Rice and some chicken. Yeah, but it was only like, four ounces. Yeah. What? And I'm only. Yeah, exactly. And I'm only bringing up bodybuilding because that's my thing, and mm-hmm. that's how I can actually right. portray it as. It can be yeah. literally anything. Right. You know, but this is the time to do it mm-hmm. and i'm fucking doing it i mean i might as well Crush do it. it exactly Crush it. so hoping to come out yeah that'd be that'd be fun man to come out for <laughs> i think I, yeah i should be able to but i think that's i think that's where it draws a line from being in that selfish state of mind mm-hmm. is yeah. when it comes to the point where you're pushing things that actually are meaningful mm-hmm. in your life to pursue this luxury of being happy yeah in your passions, mm-hmm. I think that's where there's a problem. Yeah. And right now, I have the luxury right. of pursuing that things that makes me happy. But down the road, I know I'm going to have to put that aside and pursue the things that are meaningful, like my future kids, my future wife. Right. Right. I just go fucking crush it, bro. <laughs> oh, dude, don't you? Right. Well, like, I, I saw something the other day that was, like, on the A&E network. They had a documentary about Trump and... Um, one of the guys said, at all costs, he was he was focused on winning. And, like, he said it with, like, this scorn in his voice. Like, why is that wrong? Like, why is it wrong <laughs> to win? And that's, again, the, this PC culture of, like, oh, everyone gets a trophy. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. Everybody's I, a winner. If I... <laughs> I want my kid to do sports just because I think it teaches a good lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want him to do football because I don't want a vegetable at the age of 15. <laughs> so, um... Don't I, say I, the C word. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't want them to do that, but I want them to do a sport. And if I have them in a league where it's like a participation trophy league, you know at the end of each game, I'm going to go, you lost 12 mm-hmm. to 15. Yeah. And your batting sucked. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. it's, it's just like they, you need to teach them we look at kids well, nowadays. Practice. Like, like you know. participation in sports has gone way down. Like, Lake Zurich. Which is funny. <laughs> it's so terrible. Yeah. Because you look at, like, us with the sports that we played and all the lessons that it taught us. Yeah. Um, 
kids aren't getting that. Like no. league Zurich baseball. Um, when you and I were playing, That's house some serious league, shit. House league, like you remember, like twelve U. There were two different leagues, mm-hmm. one for the shit players yep. and one for the good players. Dude, that's not a thing anymore. No. And wow. we had, I think it was like 12 teams per league. Now, <laughs> they can't even put together six teams total. Total. Wow. And what age group is that? 12. 12. To- to- oh, jeez. 12. <laughs> oh, right? What's their football that's, participation chat? It's way down, too. Yeah. So, because parents have seen all this stuff about concussions. Yeah, but baseball. But baseball. Well, baseball is a slower game. So, you have kids who are playing Fortnite. ADHD. For, yeah, you have kids who are playing Fortnite and eating Cocoa Puffs. They're mm-hmm. not going to have the attention span to sit there for five innings. Nope. And when yeah. the, they're not going to do it. They yeah, they're not going to do it. They're uh, not going to do it. So, yeah. it's, a dying breed. It's scary. <laughs> It's really scary. Like, what world are our kids going to grow up in? Mm -hmm. Fortnite leagues. (laughs) Fortnite competitions where you have dad sitting in the stands going, (laughs) Attaboys! Good thumbs! Yeah, attaboy. Good lord. That's terrifying. Build, build, build! Yeah, build up higher! He's coming at you! Go, no, no, higher, higher! Ah, yeah. I'm glad we drove to Omaha for this. (laughs) (laughs) I got to go to the restroom. I hit it. Oh, yeah, no worries. Oh, yeah, but. It's going to be a fun weekend. Did you get excited? Did you get your mind right? Oh, you bet your ass. What, what music right. are we listening to right now for this? Oh, dude. Mindset. Suicide Boys. Ooh, ooh. Um, Ghostmane. Ghostmane. Slipknot. Oh, Slipknot, yeah. Um, Gideon. Just all the Gideon. hard shit, Gideon. man. I well, that, that's, the, that's the problem. It's <laughs> That's why I'm so lucky to have my dad and my coach and usually my cousin come mm-hmm. down to the show with me. Because they keep me level-headed. Oh, yeah, that's good. And it's so hard for me to stay level-headed when you take 20 weeks out of your life and push things aside and focus on this 100,000%. Right. And not take it life or death serious. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I just get in that mindset, you know? And it's like, it's, it's... but it, I mean, it brought you to the dance. I think that mindset brought you it to did. 12, 20 weeks, you know? It did. But so <laughs> it's it, I almost had to be in that mindset, you know? Can I grab some more whiskey? Yeah, please do. And with being three days out, mm-hmm. you, it's, you have to ignore what you're actually feeling. Yeah. And it's weird to say that, you know? Right. But... I I was gonna read off some songs that I have in my playlist for working out just so you oh can gosh. laugh. They're um, terrible. I was sitting in the sauna like trying to get my mind right for this workout, and I'm just like, "The fuck is dude, that?" Like I NF, had NF and Eminem. I had and what yeah. what came on? I had No Diggity by Blackstreet came oh, on, which gosh. is not a song you want to listen to. We work out. Strip that down by Liam Payne came on. What? Why? Uh, what you else? You know what this dude listens to when I'm he trains? Afraid. Diggity by Spencer Ludwig. That's funny. <laughs> he listens to opera, right? Or is it what I is listen it? listen to classical, like Mozart, Beethoven. Oh, well, obviously that's like sound. There's and no then lyrics, I listen so. to like Enya. Hmm. Yeah. Really? I have this really? on- ongoing joke. You want to know why? No. Yes. <laughs> okay. Here's my theory on workout music. Mm-hmm. When you first start working out, you start out with like, uh, you know, maybe throwing a little ACDC. Yeah. Something like that. Get some right. blood going a little bit. Right. Right. 
And just like a drug, it stops having the same effect after you've listened to it however many times. So then you got to go to something a little, little harder, maybe throw in a little Metallica, yeah. right? And then that starts losing its effect. And until finally you ramp up to the point where you listen to Puya and Ghost Me, <laughs> and you're like, ah, that's not really doing it for me anymore. I'm not scared. Yeah, and then you're like, I just need to get in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just need to, because like one of the best things about working out is the mental ability it gives you, mm-hmm. the ability to just push yourself, right? Right. So you get to a point where you're like, I just want to focus on my brain while I'm doing this workout. Yeah, and the task at hand. Right? So like listening to that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it helps focus you. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't... <laughs> I, I, I look like a psycho because <laughs> literally the other day I was working out in my apartment because we have that Popac thing right. now. So I could work out wherever. I had... Um, I think it was Mozart playing, mm. and I was working out so intensely, my nose started bleeding. Yep, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Which is like... Odd. Right? Yeah, what's going to be the next drug that you do to help <laughs> with the... We're at classical. Where do we go? Country or... No. Jazz? <laughs> Rain. Rain. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my ongoing joke. What do you listen to when a train? I listen to fucking thunderstorms, bro. A fucking thunderstorms. I listen to rain, hailstorms. Why do you think I <laughs> come back into training? Because this is my guy. Uh-huh. This is a guy I could talk to Dude, about I've that seen shit. Pumping Melt with you by <laughs> Modern <laughs> English. That's one of my songs on my workout. Oh, Melt with you by Modern English. I'll huh. stop the world. I don't know why. That if I one? like it, if I like it, I'll put it on my playlist. And then I'm like working out. I'm like. This helps nothing. Oh, my gosh. Aaron, why has the intensity of training gone to shit lately? Why has it, it gone up? No, gone to shit. If you look in the gyms. Oh. If you look in the gyms, people on their phones. Instagram. If you mm. look in the gyms, butt people picks. are talking to people. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's working out. It's butt pics. Well. I think a couple reasons. One. People don't like hard work. That's just what it is. Working out, like, I would have to do heroin or cocaine to do what you do, Mm -hmm. right? To go to the gym and lift heavy weight for a long time and build up that lactic acid, that's next level of suffering. What (laughs) I do, I only do it for a minute or whatever, so it's pretty easy to get through it. Um, So, like, that level of suffering sucks so bad. Dick for money. It's terrible. (laughs) It's... It's yeah, that's really rough. And I think so I think that's one thing. People have an aversion towards that level of suffering. And I think people um there's a lot more like what's popular now, like what look is popular is the like more natural kind of like mm-hmm. you know, if you're if you're lean then you look good. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? That's where I'm at. Kind of body. Yeah, just like you look, you look decent physique. at the beach. Physique. Yeah, like like men's physique is probably the most obtainable from. look, and that's why it's right. becoming so popular right. in a sense. Yeah, so I think I think guys don't really like my goal is to look like a bear. That's my mm. goal. I want to be big, massive, and strong. <laughs> like that's that's my thing right now. I don't really care Bears about. Bears have a lot of blubber. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're I scary. Think I'm more accurate. Than <laughs> it's pretty bearable. There you go. <laughs> Good God. Um, so I think the goal has a lot to it. Mm-hmm. I think abs and 
definition is like the thing nowadays whereas you look back and in the 90s when training intensity hit its peak the goal was big huge honking pecs you know like really muscular yeah you know whereas that's not really the goal nowadays is muscular is not really the goal for most folks i mean you still have guys who um are really muscular muscular. there's no way i can get definition it's just but a lot of guys um they don't really care about that too much i don't think no you think no i don't think so either and i think another thing that plays a huge factor is it is people want so badly for other people to know how hard they are working and how does that happen social media yeah do you know how much time oh it gosh. takes out of a workout to film a workout set? A good amount of time. Good amount of time. Because I've been doing this, like this little vlogging thing. People mm-hmm. have been wanting to see what I do on the like a day in the life or whatever right. on this prep. I refuse to fucking film anything in the gym. <laughs> it's impossible, dude. Yeah, you don't want someone filming you. That's just weird. I think a lot of it is that people go to the gym um, not necessarily to cause hypertrophy. They go to the gym for the pump. Yeah. And then once they're pumped up, they take their picture. What was the word you said before that? Hypertrophy. What's that? Growth. Ah. Right. How, what, how, where does that come in to like working out? Like how long of mm. a workout would you say? Or what to do to well, get Well, it's there? pretty fucking well, simple it's to get a intensity. pump. intensity. Yeah, a right. pump. I could get a pump. I get a pump from running. He gets a pump from drinking a monster. Yeah. You know, mm. if a you pump eat a is big just food. blood flow. Yeah. Right. So I could, I could take this. This is a... For those folks listening, this is a gallon water bottle. So it probably weighs maybe two pounds right now. If I did this for long enough, I'd get a pump, right? right? Because I'm causing blood flow in my biceps, right? Right. So they'll get pumped up and they'll look nice. Um, Is that going to cause hypertrophy? Nope. Yeah. So people, people I mean, I think it goes back to the um, whole hyper-focus on supplementation. Mm-hmm. People are big into creatine and pre-workouts. Um, Sidebar, I thought creatine was, like, really serious to take. Not really. Because I went to L.A. Fitness, and the lady's like, would you like creatine in your in your smoothie? I'm like, uh, <laughs> no? I'm not what you just give it. The, I don't even know what that does, man. I, so, do I. creatine... And I thought if you Folks. took it the wrong way, you could lose hair. Like, like <laughs> what the fuck? Supplements are so sketch nowadays. Dude. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna pop out like yeah. John Jones and not be able to fight. Camel semen on the. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking send it. <laughs> makes me get a, a, a nasty pump shirt. Um, Men semen. <laughs> Let's do it. What? Have to produce yourself. What? Here's <laughs> <laughs> a cup. Yeah. I got a mix. Do it. Little separate cup yeah. that comes oh in the container. Yeah. Mix blender this in every 24 Just hours. You gotta shake it real hard in a blender bottle. Good lord. <laughs> um, I'd do it. Sidebar also, I, I heard a story. I sent it to you where yeah. a girl has a guy jack off into a cup and she uses it as moisturizer every day. I've heard it's pretty good. I've heard it's effective, but. Why not help Yikes. the guy out? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Right? I think that coconut oil works. <laughs> Burke's bees, have you ever heard of it? It's um, effective. Soaking in your piss apparently works as oh well. Oh, my gosh. Moist salute. The, the Cubs, uh, what was that's it? Shortstop? Right, did that. on his hands. That, and... Vladimir Guerrero. I think I said his name oh right. Oh, my gosh. He did it right. too. Yeah. Moist salute. Piss um, on his hands. Mm-hmm. 
weird. Guys that bat with no batting gloves. Oh, I just look at them and go, why? Who hurt oh, I you? don't understand that. Pitchers that do that. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's your livelihood you're batting with, bro. I went down to one batting glove. Same. That's where I'm at. Wow. Yeah. I'm at Michael one Jackson glove. style. It's nice. Yeah. yeah, with one batting glove, I have this forever poop stain on my hand. My hands are still calloused. <laughs> nice. Little poop stain from the knob. Yep. And I'm uh, still wearing a batting glove. Uh, poop uh, stain, I'm saying, it's just like a weird... I don't even know what to call weird. it. It looks I like tried. a bruise. It's like a forever it's like bruise. A, that's it's there. like a half-inch bruise. I tried yeah. to get you at a softball league that my coworkers have mm-hmm. just to like say, oh, yeah, I know a guy that'll play. And just like watch you pull yards. Just <laughs> 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 their day. I'm just like, whoa! Okay. <laughs> just like riding a bike. Man. You can lose it for a while, but once you start hitting dingers, you, you, you get it right back. You get it right back. Never did it, though. The whole creative thing though i want to address yes that. please do because i was scared i was like gym bro oh. it's very gym bro science like oh dude you want to pack on some sauce just use do some creatine yeah. do creatine you on creatine yeah all creatine does is increase the amount of water your body holds but i don't want that i don't want to be big no because the second that. you get off of it guess what you do piss it out yeah so people are like, oh, dude, I, I did creatine. I put on 10 pounds. Be like, all right. Stop. Get early. off of it and yeah. see what happens, chief. Right. Oh, the bro science is just killing Right. Me. That's that's what like I don't want to do bro science. So literally, I don't even take pre-workout. I just Mm-mm. go into the gym. If I do take pre-workout, it's that anab- uh, the stuff they sell it always healthy. Dude, I, coffee works. Yep. Coffee's a good pre-workout. I, I, I do anyway. salt water. That's my pre-workout. Ouch. It's very effective. I, I did a, I used to be on like a CLA fat burner. So um, I would take every day and I just stopped taking it because it got expensive. But yeah. I just don't know. Like I don't take any supplements and I just no. go to the gym. And maybe I'm, I'm an idiot and I'm chasing pump and not atrophy, but. Hypertrophy. Hypertrophy, sorry. Um, you don't want atrophy. I don't even know what that means. That's where you lose muscle. I don't want that. Um, but I mean, I lo- I, I'm on the Whole30 diet. Remember when you made me do vegan for 10 fucking days? And yeah. And I your spirit? Yeah, that was fun. But I'm doing That'll Whole30 work. now. It did work. I do Whole30 now. The fiance and I do it. Oh, nice. And uh, where's like a charm, dude? You want to yeah. lose weight fast? Yeah. Whole30, man. I lost 20 pounds. We're actually going to be implementing a nutrition program into Poe nice. next week, finally. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But I mean, 20 pounds, I didn't lift the weight. And I lost on whole 30. Yeah. 20 pounds. That's the thing. Is Okay, you take a look at the theory of constraints. Mm-hmm. It's this theory that states that um, some one thing, one factor is holding you back from where you want to be. Yep. And you can apply the theory of constraints to any area of your life. Most people apply it to business, um, production, marketing, things like that. But if you apply it to getting in shape, right, so losing weight, Okay, what's the bottleneck that's holding you back? It's mm-hmm. not how much you lift. It's not how many times you do cardio. It's what you're putting in your body, when you're putting it in your body, and how much of it you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. That's the bottleneck. Yeah. So, yeah, you can lose a ton of weight without ever going to the gym. You're going to lose a little muscle. Yeah. But you'll lose the fat. Yeah. You know? I went down uh, two belt loops. Oh, yeah, good. Oh, my God. That's what that's what's today. addicting about yeah, that. Yeah, that was a beautiful day today. That's what's addicting <laughs> about the whole gym <gasps> thing. Yeah. Dude, I had a client. He was uh he's got a relatively low body fat percentage. Mm-hmm. Okay, something like 20, which is pretty good for yeah. a 60-year-old. Jeez. Pretty lean. Yeah. Um and he works out maybe 5 days a week. He comes in, sees me 3 days a week and then does his thing on the weekends in the gym. 
been doing it for a while. He's got some pretty decent muscle. Um, he's in good shape. But he's like, dude, why is my waist 38 inches? I'm like, your waist is 38 inches? I'm like, all right, tell me a little bit about what, you like, what you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. He tells me that he loves milk. Mm, there you go. I'm like, all right, let's try this. Cut out milk for a week How and see what happens. I love milk. I like milk. I've always hated but, milk. Like, love I like, milk. I like chocolate milk. milk. I have not had milk as its own thing in forever. Really? Same here. Same here. I like milk. You drink milk by the gallon. You drink a gallon. gallon the other day of milk. Just yeah. Like for fun? I try to drink a gallon of milk three days a week. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's really effective for putting size on. It really seems like yeah. you're milking it, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> what? No. I said, it seems like you're milking it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry. I'm just who I am. <laughs> so, anyways, he cut milk out for a week and dropped two pant sizes. <laughs> Milk's the worst thing in the world. Two pant sizes. He went from, from cutting a, out simply milk. He went from a thirty-eight to a thirty-six. <laughs> he went from a thirty-eight to a thirty-six by just cutting out milk. Yeah. Didn't change anything else. Oh. Right. I once fucked someone's day up because they're like this hippie vegan bullshit, and they were like, everyone was talking about like how bullshit. milk and stuff like that, and they were like. Just think about it. Mammals are the only, I mean, humans are the only mammal that drinks another thing's milk that's supposed to go to its baby. Like, how messed up is that? They take the baby away from the mom and then milk her. And I go, wow, I feel so bad for almonds that go through the same thing. (laughs) The table lost it. She just stared at me. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you sound like an idiot. I'm sorry. Are you right? Humans are also the only ones who have gone to the moon and right there's a lot of things only humans do right except dogs dogs went to the outer space too but <laughs> thanks russia but you know what i'm saying it's just it's a monkey's just, gone too a monkey has gone yeah so you've been saying you've been bringing up you have a bunch of clients and a lot of experience of those what uh where do you have the clients at for the people that don't know? What do you kind of... Unless you don't want to plug your Unless business. you don't want to plug your... <laughs> uh, uh, shameless plug. Yeah. Um, what do you so got going on over there? The family business is uh, Poe, is the big enterprise. And then uh, and then under that subset of Poe, we have Poe Strong and Pocket Poe now. Huh. So what my dad's figured out a way to do, the mad scientist, he's figured out a way to use what's called max eccentric overloading to do resistance training. It's mm-hmm. the most effective way to do resistance training and um, a byproduct of it is that it doesn't take too long to do, which is nice. So I have clients who come in and train with me on this piece of machinery that my dad invented. Um, we go through our typical resistance training workout, so things like bench press and mm-hmm. seated rows and squats, things, all those things that you would do in the gym, um, but we just do them uh, overloading the eccentric or the negative, um, something you can't do with weights. Um, no, yeah. can't no you it. can't do it safely. No, you'd die with weights. Um, so, yeah, folks come in, work with me for a couple minutes, and uh, they get most of them get better results than what they're getting in the gym. At the very minimum, did, they get yeah, the same results sure. as what they're getting in the gym. Um, and then we have Pocket Po, which is – um, a strapping system that my dad invented that lets you do maxi centric overloading for the muscles of your upper body um, anywhere. 
I mean, yeah. it's literally two straps. It fits into your back pocket. Yeah. And you can, that's what I've been using since December. Mm-hmm. And it's been insane. Right. I, <clears throat> I weighed probably, um, 188 in the winter mm-hmm. and dropped a little bit of weight. Um, in the winter, which no one does. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now I, I'm sitting at like 200 just from doing this thing one minute a day and drinking a gallon of milk three and times drinking a, a gallon of Good milk. God. Yeah. That makes me nauseous. And I feel super strong. So yeah, eccentric overloading. It's the way to go. Um, it's Hoff's going to be, you added it into your workout. Yes, sir. Yeah. So Been we just got in. a couple batches of these things in and gave one to Hoff to try out. And, uh, going to be using it to pump up backstage sponsor, as well. Is the, uh, like bikini briefs you're gonna wear for the competition, say Poe across the ass. I'll I'll the I'll, ass, I'll duct tape it. Something oh my like God. that. Can you please? I'll get a tramp stamp. I, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going now. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see that. Pocket oh Poe tramp stamp. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, that's exciting. I mean, I used it for what about a year. I gotta get you one, man. Yeah. I went in my car, dude. You can use yes. it after this. Um, no, don't embarrass me. <laughs> uh, it was the Poe was enough. I don't need to go any further than that. Um. But uh, I used the bow for like a year and a half, and that was, I mean, I saw tremendous results in half the time than using the Bowflex. Yeah. Because it is, it's that max workout that you can get safely. Well, it's what we've been talking about is that let's try to be more scientific and less mm-hmm. bro scientific about our approach yeah. in the gym. It's right. okay, what, what are we in there for? We're in there to build muscle, right? Yep. No matter how you slice it, that's ultimately what it boils down to is you right. want to build some muscle. What causes muscle growth? It's going to be failure. Yeah. There's no way of getting around it. So either you fail at 12 reps or you fail at three reps or you fail at one rep. It doesn't matter. You're still causing failure, and that's what causes growth. So would you say you should go to failure as best you can, safely as you can in the gym every time? Or just focus on getting those it three depends. tens? It three depends yeah, what really your goal depends. is. I mm-hmm. mean, it's going to be hard to do if you're training alone. Mm-hmm. Right, because if you're doing say bench press for example, mm-hmm. it's a really easy example to um, die. If you if you're if you've got your weight on there that you can do for five reps or eight reps or whatever it is, mm-hmm. the point that really causes the results is that last little bit where you're trying like hell to lift that bar up and yeah. it's just not moving. Right. So you need your spotter to help you up. So if you can sit in that failure, the longer you can sit in that failure, the better. Yeah. Um, Safely. Right. Good Lord. Yeah. Which is difficult to do on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, Impossible, I would say. I mean, that's why I don't even use free weights for that shit. I just use the machine. So if I can, it's like, okay, I can slowly get down. Yeah. Like, I can get the bar back to where it needs to go. Yeah. Um, so you have a couple different ways of achieving failure, right? So failure just means not being able to do that which you're trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm trying to move a weight off of me and I'm not able to do it as quickly as I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. So if my tempo drops from my first rep to my last rep, that's, that's a slight degree of failure. Right. Right. Which is good. That's what you want. So you really grind it out in those last couple of reps and, uh, to the point where you literally can't move the weight anymore, you're going to get a little bit of failure. Is it going to be the most intense form of failure? No, no. Um, that eccentric, overloading is the most intense form of failure like a good example would be um if i wanted to get a suntan i could go sit outside in canada in the middle of winter Mm -hmm. on a sunny day and i might i might get a little bit of adaptation Mm -hmm. right 
still sitting in the sun, all that jazz. But if I really want to get the most adaptation, I go to the equator and right. I sit out for five minutes mm-hmm. and boom, I get a huge dosage. Beautiful. Right. So Brilliant. that's a good example. That's a good way to think about it is that, okay, if I'm training by myself, you're limited to tanning in Canada, essentially. <laughs> yeah. What the Popec does is it allows you to get a little bit of equator time. <laughs> uh, sidebar, Cubs won 11 nothing. Holy crap. So the Mariners can suck a fat dick. All right, you guys ready for unpopular opinion? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, God, my spit f- it. fucking arm. Um, I should have brought my Tim Tam over. Fix that up real quick. <laughs> is that a sponsor for Tim Tam? <laughs> yes. Shout out. Um, okay, so I have an unpopular opinion. I don't know how much you guys have followed the uh, new movie coming out, Aladdin. They're doing a live remake oh, of Aladdin. Oh, gosh. Uh, a well, live? Was it? it's, a, it's a live. Well, it's like with real actors. Yeah, it's real actors, not a cartoon. Ah! They are, uh, yeah. Will Smith is the genie. Oh, why did he do that? That's my unpopular opinion. See, Will Smith should not be the genie. I just—it's not a race him. thing. It's just a stupid. I just watched That's him a bad recently. career move. And it's a, right. I just watched it's a him terrible recently, career move. and I am legend. That's what I was about to say, right. dude. Stick to that. To like, go from I am legend to the Aladdin. Yeah. Oh, to, to go I, from Deadshot. To go from Deadshot yes. from Suicide Squad to the genie in Aladdin. Oh, Sitting in I am legend, sadly killing your dog because oh, it's pursuit of happiness. Spoiler alert. Uh, to go from pursuit of happiness to, to the blue genie man. Why did? Why couldn't like? Can Chris he not Delia, find work? No, he can find work. He's Will Smith. He's Will <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Why would he do but this? He's like the only American actor I think in that entire movie. Money, exactly. Disney's paying him a f- 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 fat check. They're backing up the Brinks truck for that guy. Just er, 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 and dumping it in his front room. Yeah, why? They couldn't have picked a comedian. Idea. Like Will Smith is a comedic actor. He has comedic mm-hmm. timing. Okay, I'll give him that. But they couldn't pick like a Robin Williams played that character, guys. <laughs> Robin Williams. Why couldn't they? Why find, didn't they like, get Kevin Hart? Rest in Kevin peace. Hart is a. If you want to be, it would like, have been hilarious. It would have been a much better. He's the same size, like he's small yeah. and cute. He would have fit in the bottom without any Shaq CGI. As a genie, didn't he do that? He did. Shazam or whatever. And then called. now I'm thinking Will Smith. I just saw him in I Am Legend. Right. One of the most badass films. Or get a. Who's that one black comedian? Um, Kevin Hart. Hannibal <laughs> Russ. No. Oh, he. Yeah, but he's been. too slow. That's true. Yeah. Hannibal's just like... No, well, are genies yeah, fast? Right. Who's the other guy? Robin Williams was the genie. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Like no, yeah, you're right. That's not Will Smith, Kevin, though. It's not Will Smith. Kevin Hart would have been a much better choice. He would have been. Joe Rogan Chris been Rock would have been better. Chris Rock. Chris Rock <laughs> would have been a great He would have been the best one. <laughs> exactly. He would have been amazing. Oh, gosh, Joe Rogan would have been, been better. His be- head's already bald. That's have. I can see that. Stick him in a tanner for a little while. Just, yeah. oh Make him God. blue. That poor guy. What do you guys think of the Avengers Endgame? The popularity? That was one of my unpopular opinions. You, If you spoil movies, you should be put in prison. I know what happens because oh, really? I don't care, but I'm not going to say you it. Because, say, yeah, that's just the worst. Over. I do yeah. think the entity has the right to sue you. If you give spoilers, right? right. There's a guy that got. I his think ass Marvel kicked. should sue you if you Did give spoilers. Did you hear about spoilers. the dude out in in, in L. A. got what? his ass whooped because he was just sitting on the corner of whatever street it was, yelling the end of Endgame to people. Oh got his gosh. ass kicked. Yeah. And I, I think that's just. That's yeah, justice. fully support that. Yeah. Don't well, do dude, that shit. People don't take that as a joke. No. Like I've this. been waiting forever. Here's my unpopular opinion. Mm. Superhero movies 
are a waste of time. All right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> you can go fuck yourself. No, okay, I get it, but does as Star a kid, Wars fall yes, along does. the lines of superhero movies? It does. Oh, I don't think so. How the here, fuck? Okay, here, here, here. Here's my reasoning. Because if you say Star Wars is a joke, then fuck you. <laughs> no, I, I'm not. No, you know what? Just because you said I would to never me, say this. Just because you said to me, it's a joke. Here's the thing. Suck it up. The Captain America <laughs> movies, the Iron Man movies, the Avengers movies, the um, uh, Aaron's gonna hurt my feelings. Fucking Transformers movies. Those suck. All of those what? things. With Megan Fox. I think they, I think, I think they lack storyline, and they make up for it in senseless action. That's my unpopular. In action, that change yeah, my mind. Okay. Change my mind. Change my mind. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, okay, I will give you. I will give you a slight edge to storyline, but Avengers is good lord. This is obviously spanning. leaving out Deadpool and Venom. Those right. were hilarious. Yeah. Well, okay. If you look at the Avengers, you're looking at ten years of a process. So ten years of a storyline. I mean, you start mm. from Iron Man. Like, if you look at the, think it this way, if you're nine years old and you saw Iron Man, you're 19 now watching Endgame. That's mm-hmm. true. So there's a storyline there. Um, and it spans, it went from Iron Man, then it connected to Thor, then it connected to uh, Captain America, then it connected to Ant-Man, then it connected back to Thor. So, like, they've been going back and forth interweaving. You've changed my mind. Thank you. Ten that was years. Quick. <laughs> ten that years of storyline. That makes perfect sense. That makes I will sense. say that I there's... I think on their own, if you look at it at just... That movie, because that's what I did. Right. I'm not into superheroes, really. Right. I just watched one of the movies. I'm like, uh, kind of fuck this story, because yeah, it didn't get me. It, there's, it's like it's like watching Star Wars. If you watch Star Wars episode eight, you gotta watch them all. Right. If you watch Star Wars episode eight, you're like, why is that's Kylo Ren so moody? Why is it? But if if you watch four, why is Chewbacca randomly good? Exactly. <laughs> if you watch four. Why is there a black guy in a ship driving it? What happened? Okay. Why is this dude dying on a bridge so important? If you watch <laughs> four to eight, you get it. If you watch one through eight, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, so that's, it's the same that's thing a good Man. point. If you don't watch really Iron Man point. one to Endgame, you missed. A I story. suppose that was the thing that lost me. Was that? Yeah. I don't know if they did a good job marketing it as like, hey, you need to watch all of these. You're right. You're so right because well, it wasn't like a sequel. It yeah, wasn't portrayed no as a sequel. I would say yes and no, or, uh, only because at ev- at the end of because every... I understand they're from the same universe. Yes, but if you watch every single movie, at the end of the credits, they they show a scene that ties in. Like the end of Iron Man Two had uh, Thor's hammer landing in Arizona. So then See, you got, oh was, shit, here comes Thor next movie, and the then Thor came. That time. Yeah, but then Thor came out, and then <laughs> Thor did something that was like, oh shit, what's that? And then that came out. Okay, so it was that makes like, perfect sense. Yeah, because I've been like, I'm like, okay, either people are entertained too easily, or wow. I'm not, hitting, I'm not it, getting it. It's a built-in dem- demographic. I've loved superheroes and comic books and, and the video games since I was eight. So I mean, like you're talking to someone that was jazzed, right? When well, the and you stuck Iron with Man. it through all of them. I love it. It's Whereas like, I watched like Captain America one, I was like, well, once you've seen one of them, you've seen all of them. So I didn't watch any of the other ones. Yes, and no. I haven't seen like any of the other ones. Uh, Captain America. Well, see, Captain America's weird because it's a prequel. It's like it's before Endgame because then he goes into the ice and is frozen for fifty years and then comes back in modern day. Who's but, that? Uh, who's a girl that's kind of God. his uh, <laughs> assistant in Iron Man? Uh, Agent Carter. No, no, no. The Iron Man. The blonde oh, oh, chick. I'm sorry. No, Pepper the Star Potts. Brunette. 
Pepper Potts, oh Gwyneth Paltrow. What? Good God. God. I will send him Instagram pictures of like oh thick women. He's like, eh. But I send him a picture of like a thin lady. Girls. He's just like, oh my Why God. Why are you so into skinny women? I don't know what it is, dude. I she sent... put on glasses my days over. Dude, you're the only guy I know who's like, man, I just love thin women. I just love toothpicks. <laughs> you're the only, like the only one I know. legitimately, you're the only guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only guy I know. Chris is just like a woman beater and just likes to be bigger. Oh my hey, God. women are not objects. <laughs> it's like, damn, too far. Yeah, but no, that's unpopular opinion. So Aaron uh, doesn't like superhero movies. I get it. Well, this guy hasn't seen Rocky. You've changed my mind. I don't understand. Well, okay. You haven't seen Rocky at all. No, I've never seen Rocky. We need to do that. I know we do. We really do. I, I like just... UFC. Oh my like, gosh. Good God. Have you ever tried watching them? No. Oh, dude. Literally, I've never played them. Ever. Oh my gosh! Literally Can we never. please binge watch all the yeah, Rocky absolutely. movies? Absolutely. That's one movie that when it's on TV and I walk through the room, I'm like, oh, and I'll sit I'm down. I'm gonna sit down and watch the whole like, thing. I remember one time I was now sick. It's seven. I had a sinus infection, Ooh. and they, this was an act of God. They had a Rocky marathon. Oh god! I got to watch all of them, and my brother watched them with me. He was like six at the time. Mm. Oh my gosh! Oh my god! I pity the fool. Best <sighs> Rocky three, amazing. Rocky three is a good one. It's hard to watch. Yeah, it is. Or isn't the, isn't it the same story Dude, over and over again? Fucking working out in the freaking barn in Russia. Yeah, buddy. Dude, that he's was not Rocky, the man. He's Rocky the prince Ford. of iron. That was oh, Rocky come Ford. on, man. He was shredded. He was shredded. That's what TRT shredded. Dude, woo! He was massive. He wasn't that big though. No, he wasn't. He's a small guy. He's like what five, seven. Why are so? Why are most actors so small? I found out Bradley Cooper's like five eight. Yeah, Tom Cruise five four. Yeah. I think he's actually 4'11". Like, what the not, not fuck? How do they make these guys look so bigger than life? Yeah. Camera angles. You're Camera right. angles Camera's and like shooting small up like... buildings. <laughs> yeah. Out, out angling people in yeah, pictures, exactly. man. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's well, a Jeremy skill. Renner, who plays Hawkeye, is like 5'5". Five, five. He's short as hell. So speaking about steroids, Aaron, I want your kind of input on this. What do you think about TJ Gillisall? I didn't need... What's this? Bring me up to TJ speed. TJ Dillashaw got popped for EPO. Something wow. you have like to actually belt. inject. Yeah, it's like, okay, time for the shot. Put hmm. it in. It's like black belt level. He suspended for two years. Two Golly, years. that's they, tough. So they he... pissed him. They pissed him for what? His co his um what's Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. They pissed him for that. He popped First hot. off, he doesn't need it because he's eating elk meat. <laughs> I disagree. Uh, <laughs> but and then they he popped hot for the Henry Cenudo fight, and then they tested his piss from the Cody Garbrand fights, both of them, and he popped hot for no. that. Yeah. Oh, so that's why the two years. Dude, I'm such a Cody fan. That breaks my heart. Yeah, Cody was pissed. I but love then he, but Cody then Cody's like, so I bad. lost to a PED user. Fuck all you guys. And then he also posted after that. To be fair, I did fight like an idiot. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Dude, I love that's Cody Garbrandt so you much. Agree. His last fight was so tough. Emotions. Golly, tough I can't believe. I think the whole John Jones thing is that's needs a to crime stop. It's yeah. stupid. It's like okay, so he's it's no, it's a pulsing effect. Okay. It's How such do we a know? Crime because you have legitimately the best fighter on the planet mm-hmm. Earth. Daniel who's Cormier, not getting agreed. any props. And Daniel Cormier, it's it's a shame to see Was Daniel right? Cormier hold the belt for as long as he's held it for, while John Jones. What you don't like Daniel Cormier? I'm not a big fan. Oh, okay. Well, I thought not you said he was fan. the greatest fighter of all time. No, no, no. I'm saying John oh. Jones is the greatest I mean, fighter. He is, but yeah, he pisses he me is. off. He pisses me off. It's such it's a shame because when you watch the UFC, you're it's the ultimate fighting championship. You're yeah. trying to see okay which human body is the most deadly weapon. Yep. And when Daniel Cormier has the belt and John Jones doesn't, 
Mm. It's almost like an interim belt. Because you're like, okay, well. I mean, I don't agree with that, but I get what you're, you're saying. You're not. You're not really the champion. Jones. Yeah, you're not but really. We're gonna give well, you this. Well, but that's the thing. Is he not the champion? Because you're looking at looking at two different dudes here. You have one guy who's snorting cocaine, getting high, and hitting girls who are pregnant with his car, and yeah. then you have a guy who's a family man with two kids, fucking not doing drugs and winning fights. He just so yeah. happens to lose to a guy who's snorting cocaine. And doing that's PEDs. the problem. Is He's that the game entails more than just fighting? Genetics. Right? Genetic. John Jones is a freak. He doesn't oh, need PEDs. Gosh. But why is he popping hot for estrogen, estrogen blockers, all this other sh- sh- all, the, all these oral terinoballs? Why? When everyone know. else isn't. When yeah. DC isn't popping hot, when Steve is not popping hot, and he's popping hot, why? Yeah. That's why I think DC is a better fighter. Because he will fight you. And you know when you fight DC. You're fighting DC. You're mm-hmm. not fighting a PED. You're not fighting a training session that went an hour longer because his body's recovering faster because yeah. of EPO or some fucking thing in his system. Oh, yeah. But I do agree. John Jones is a freak athlete. He doesn't need it. He just makes stupid decisions. Yeah, he is. He He's dumb. A lot of dumb. What decisions. do you think? What do you think about McGregor's retirement? Good. I think is it, it should have happened a while ago. He has know, he has every but, reason to retire. Right. He has no reason to fight. Just look anymore. at it this way. Let's let's do another fight. Okay, run it back. Or let's run a Nate Diaz fight back or a Khabib fight again. We oh, lose. Gosh. Your liquor sales go and that's his cash cow. Yeah. And he's got a kid now. And he's got a kid. Why yeah. would you fight again? Get out. Yeah. Dude, the fight's I think Saturday. here's what I think. I think he should have said I'm so excited. I think he should have foregone the um Khabib fight yep. for the Nate Is rematch. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been bigger. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the tank. Why didn't they do that? He doesn't have the tank. No. To fight that was well, a no. shit matchup it for does. him. He doesn't have the I tank. Engaged that night. We'll be coming. To fight Khabib after so long off, right. going boxing, coming oh, back, gosh. and then trying to fucking fight, fight Khabib Nagamenov, who wrestled bears at the age of three or six or whatever it was. Who's in Russia? It it's not going to fucking happen. That's a national sport Dude, there. To be good in that matchup. fight, it you was. have to be good in the UFC, you have to be consistent with the fighting. You have to be able to defend the grapple. And that's the thing. He went away and boxed. There's no grappling yeah, there. No, You're no. fighting the guy who can, when he's at one, what is he, what weight did they fight at? 160, 155? Feels like he's 200. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. He wrestles Daniel Cormier in practice because they're on the same team. Like, yeah, no. And that, Daniel's that like, I've seen him he's... ragdoll people who yeah, are no, bigger than him. It was a fucking terrible idea to go from Mayweather to Khabib. Right. That's two L's. Fight. Two bad L's. Yeah. To fight get worked boxing Cerrone. and then to fight get him. worked on the ground. Yeah. It makes you look incompetent. Do you think Khabib's yep. going to fight again? Yes. Because I was seeing mm. things pop up. He's fighting September 7th. It's probably a false ad against Poirier. No, that's going to happen. September 7th? That's going to happen. Ooh. He needs to, because Poirier is the interim champion and Khabib yeah. is the champion. What about Saturday's fights? Ayal Quinta versus Cowboy Cerrone. I'm so excited. Ooh. So is pumped that fight for that night? fight. It's on ESPN. What the fuck am I doing that night? Because we're going to do a fight companion, boy. Well, no, I'm going to be in Peoria, but I'm going to be watching it on my phone. That's right. Do you Sorry. need my pass? I already have your pass. Thank you for the hookup. <laughs> no it's been clutch. <laughs> no problem. Uh, um, yeah, no, I'm uh, Fuck, I'm so excited. I love Al and I love Cowboy, so... Sad yeah. to see my boy Max Holloway lose, though. I've, how's Cowboy been doing lately? He's, He's on fire. fire. He's on fire He's right in now? such a flow. Oh, it's crazy. my gosh, He's dude. murking people. Him and his ranch camp. Oh. He's cooking up something special. They yeah. got some animal <laughs> chicken going on there. <laughs> little EPO chicken. I won't tell if you don't. Um, but, yeah, no, he's looking hot. He's looking good. Dude, Did you see good. Mike Perry's fight? 
No. Fuck that guy up. Really? Oh my god. He was tight. He was on it. It was Dude. amazing. He's a guy's an insane lunatic, but he's It's weird amazing. when you see these guys getting better with age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh so I think some people peak differently and I think it has a lot yeah. to do with genetics. How much do you think the UFC would pull? If Joe Rogan did a fight. Oh, my. Versus Dana White. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, not versus Dana White. Because uh, Joe's an actual be, serious, Who would be Joe's serious equal guy. you think you could throw him in there with? Mm. How much does Joe weigh? 198? Who was the guy that just fought no. Israel Asante? Yeah, Adesante. Oh, you want to put him in with Gastelum? Yeah. And watch Joe die? <laughs> no, you don't Welcome put him in with Welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, no. that fight would pull so hard though. Yeah, like well, don't I mean, don't put him in there with a top guy. Put him in there with an older dude. CM Punk. No, oh yes. No, 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 no. Yeah, that'd be the perfect no. matchup. Are you kidding me? That'd, that'd be, be the great. perfect insult. matchup. Joe Rogan's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yes. <laughs> Let's see him work this dude. No, dude. Who could you put him in? No, honestly, who could you put him in there with? Maybe like an old uh, maybe a Chael Sonnen? Mm. Dude, bring Chuck Liddell back. Oh, oh no! The Ice Man. Bring the Ice Man back. Just name the event Battle of TRT. <laughs> just like... Dude, dude, the Ice Man versus Joe Rogan. Do you think that's a question? I have UFC three. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you? That's a question. Do you think once fighters or any professional athlete is getting to that age where they're still playing good and they're getting to that age and they take the blood work where their testosterone is starting to lower mm. do you think it Ow. should be legal for no. them to take trt no mm. to even it well out. here's the thing no. is that testosterone in men varies greatly yeah some guys naturally have super high levels of testosterone mm. some guys naturally have low levels of testosterone so literally you can go to a doctor and subjectively say i feel like i'm losing testosterone and the doctor will write a script for mm. trt right even I'm if so you have gonna, i'm so gonna even if you have really high <laughs> testosterone levels relative to Mm -hmm. the spread of guys you can still get a script for drt oh god yeah i'm doing it (laughs) i've already told my fiance look when i hit a certain age and i'm starting to feel weird i'm I'm just gonna start getting doing it i'm doing trt i'm gonna start doing bohun way more seriously (laughs) i'm gonna shave my head and we're going oh my gosh getting a sleeve i'm getting a sleeve yes (laughs) one day yeah (laughs) just gonna do it you know I've already told Chris that when I am retired, I'm going to smoke weed. Why retired? Because I take drug tests. You know how long I've been trying uh, to get this fucker to smoke weed with me? It's, uh, well, you own your own business. You could probably get away with it, right? I could. Yeah. Here's my thing. I don't have, like, I really don't have anything against it because the morality of it is kind of hazy. It's the same difference as alcohol. That's what I, I was so anti pot. That's what I. Always I was so anti pot my entire life, and then the more I was like, I saw people who function. I'm like, listen. Okay. Listen. Not, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think the morality of it is okay. Right. Um. Because look at what the fuck. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I don't. I have any drive to. Cause it's like, oh, dude, it chills you out. It's, it's like. I'm fine. I'm I'm pretty chill, dude. Anyways, right. mm-hmm. like I don't have any problem chilling. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I need to enhance my ability to chill. Yeah, no, I get that. I always say our group is stoners without weed. <laughs> yeah, kind of the yeah. level of chillness we bring to the table. How yeah. level of uh, the level of our shooting the shit is. Yeah, I just you know I just got to the age where it's just like fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> just fuck it, whatever. Uh, my other unpopular opinion was Starbucks should have a re- age restriction. 
age restriction. Yeah, it should have an age restriction. Oh, he's like Meaning, young, oh young my god, dude! Wear, I I was working. Yes, I was. I went to a Starbucks and I was trying to sit down to do Great some work. Though. Right? It is. Sadly, <laughs> I was sat down to do some work, and literally, there's fetuses in there ordering <laughs> coffee with their gal pals on their phones, chit chatting. Just take. I'm like, why? Yeah. Are you here? Yeah. You're seven. Go sit outside. I'm not You're even kidding. Seven. I'm not even kidding. They probably didn't crack double digits. Mm. Should they card? Should they, there be a bouncer should at Starbucks? Should there be a freaking <laughs> age restriction on Starbucks? Because I don't want to wait in line while you no. order your pink drink or your bull. <laughs> I want my coffee. Can I get a matcha iced tea? I, I had to these. order that for my coworker. They're not bad. I feel like I lost my man card saying that. They're not shit. bad, dude. They're pretty good. Uh. A matcha green tea lemonade's not bad. I ordered it like, like a, can I get a matcha acha green yeah. tea? <laughs> like, sir, what a did you say? A matcha green tea. Or ordering a dragon fruit iced tea I'm for my mom. I'm so masculine, I just say large. <laughs> large. <laughs> I'm not going to say venti. I'm so toxic masculinity. Yeah. That. Exactly. Exactly. No, should there be, honestly. Because mm. it's just ridiculous. Coffee's not good for you at a young age. What is going on? That's true. An age restriction where you have to have a, cho- a hot chocolate until you reach where you are taking finals. That's what I did. My parents would make me coffee, and it was like coffee with cream and then sugar. And just a bunch of whipped cream. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't coffee, Sounds but okay. good, man. You know, it's like when your parents give you wine and Sprite. It's the same thing. I was so angry. I just sat in that Starbucks. And not to mention, there was a dude on his computer who had a TOA. Definitely TOA. Touch He's, of uh, autism. Okay. Touch of autism. Oh my He's sitting in there. It's the nicest way I can put it. <laughs> sitting in there on his computer with like blasting some Nerf, like Nerf guns commentary on a, on a, like a, like an exhibit, like a paintball match almost, but with Nerf. What? Com- at full blast, dude. Oh my full gosh. Full blast. First I, off, that should be an illegal video <laughs> it, should be, it should be flagged it should be flagged say moral porn <laughs> <laughs> do better it should just pop up yeah. on the screen just flash joe rogan app should pop up like literally just watch this sit, video. i have my headphones in and all i can hear is this dude pew, 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 pew. There, there's nothing dude. worse than sitting in a starbucks trying to do anything productive so my friends and i used to before we wrap this up my friends and i used to take the top of a Nerf bullet mm-hmm. and put those little tacks oh you gosh. put to put things on a wall. Idiots. <laughs> and Dude. put that instead of the actual Nerf top and have fights. Did you wear glasses? Yes, we wore okay, glasses. Okay, thank God. But like, we knew we got <laughs> shot. Like that because, makes it any better. Hey, Timmy, you got a Nerf bullet sticking in your back. No! I got you. <laughs> Dude. Oh the Velcro ones, maybe, that do that anyway, you dipshits. <laughs> Did you guys ever have the grandpa who tells you the story about how they used to have wars with BB guns? Yes. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck Mom, is up with that? Yeah, I don't. How are there not more blind that. people walking around? Because plexiglass safety glasses weren't Flexi. a <laughs> Can you imagine no. going out and shoot? I mean, maybe their BB guns were weaker or something, but they were killing animals. I don't know. Animals, Back then, it? I don't think they had like a Make a shoot your eye out. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's a yeah, weak dude. part of the body. No thanks. Yeah. I can. <laughs> oh, good. Airsoft was the thing when we were it younger, was. man. I Instead of having some. a parasite in your eyeball, you got a BB gun. Yeah. <laughs> BB gun, BB What's stuck that? in there. Just, I'm forever blind to my <laughs> My dad's a good shot. I don't know. What to oh, my gosh. <laughs> Me and fucking Jimmy are messing around in the backyard. Oh, ugh. Oh, uh, God. Shit. Yeah, no, paintball now. 
is like the new thing to do, but nerf. That's fun as shit, dude. Nerf and uh, airsoft, guys. That was it. That was my shit. I my spent so got much money. So on that. serious in air, airsoft. He has this four hundred dollar gun laying around oh that could gosh. fucking put a hole in you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. I had an automatic M fourteen where I just pulled the trigger. Yeah. Like a hundred mm-hmm. rounds a minute. And Dude, I just I think... bought this over the counter. <laughs> like there's no That's what's so bad because we were fighting with spring gun pistols. Yep. Mm-hmm. And my brother the comes out. Yeah, pistol. Puts puts a fucking C4 pack in there. Oh jeez. Oh, like trying cock. <laughs> no match. My dad I was at the office at my dad's office once on the phone, I think my girlfriend at the time. And he just rounds a corner with an airsoft gun that's automatic, battery-powered, and just <laughs> laces me. I'm on the ground, just oh, sprawling. Just like, stop! And all you know what we used to do scream. when we'd get new guns? Mm. It'd be like, right. so say, I, say Aiden got a new gun, my mm-hmm. younger brother. I'd be like, all right, dude, right of initiation. You have to get shot by your own gun oh, first. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man, you were mean. <laughs> dude, yes. I remember... Because, like, after a little while, you get kind of, like, used to the pain of airsoft, yeah. so you get less scared of it, so you play more, you know, aggressively. Yeah. My buddies and I, we used to get in our boxers, <laughs> and that's oh. it. Oh. And that's it. We'd play in our boxers. <laughs> Just a random tip hit. That would be oh, awful. Oh, dude. Never. Never Crazy. would. No Crazy thing, days. Yeah. Made us tough. That's right. All right. Ready to go? Yes, sir. All right. Follow us on Spirit underscore podcast on Twitter. No card even? No card right now, bro. Wow. Spirit underscore podcast on Twitter. Spirit radio podcast on Instagram. That way you know when we post a new video. It's also a Spirit podcast on YouTube. So go ahead, give it a like, subscribe, and uh, hit the notification bell. So I'm doing my best, guys. <laughs> it's mid-season. It's getting to be season time. So Thank you for our guest. Yes, thank you, Aaron. AK, Aaron, yeah. 313. The fuck? <laughs> thanks for showing up. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see Peace you in the next out. one.